0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Esoteric Literature Club of Whitechapel. I'm John. I'll be your keeper for the evening, and I'm joined today by Jeremy.
1: My name is Jeremy, and I am playing Jahan Ramsey, a psychologist.
0: And Craig.
2: Hi, I'm Craig. I'm playing Dr. Harold Costley. And Mara.
3: Hi, I'm Mara, and I am playing Mrs. Doris Foster Young.
4: And Jack hey everybody i'm jack i'm playing jared o'connell
5: explorer and aaron hi i'm aaron and i'm playing america kansas freedom best name (laughs) best (laughs) fucking name
0: before we delve into the world of call of cthulhu for all those watching and listening at home understand that this is a world that thrives on horror on the unsettling on making you uncomfortable so There may be themes and aspects of this story that are particularly unpleasant to some viewers. In those cases, it is a perfectly valid response to stop watching or listening if you feel you cannot. For those who remain, welcome to Call of Cthulhu. We open with the understanding that this is not the world you are familiar with. Of the many variances between the two, one that stands out the most is the result of the 2016 U.S. presidential elections, in which then candidate Donald Trump suffered a massive heart attack and died. In his place, the Republican Party ran a sock puppet operated by Mitch McConnell. President Socky is enjoying his sixth year of office as of the beginning of this game.
1: Yes. <laughs> I try to figure out if this is a better world than ours or a worse one. <laughs>
0: This example is important, not for its context, but for you to understand. That which you believe to be factual may not always be so, and that which you believe to be false may not have remained so. We begin in the City of London, the year 2022, in the the Whitechapel Hotel, a four-star affair located at 49 through 53 New Road in Whitechapel, London. There resides a meeting room, permanently decorated and reserved for the Esoteric Literature Club of Whitechapel. The president of this club, and, coincidentally, owner of the Whitechapel Hotel, is one Reginald Caldwell. By all rights, one could describe Reginald as an average-looking man. He has average-colored hair, average-colored skin, wears average-colored clothes, and drives an average-colored car. He is, in all definitions, save two, average. The two definitions in which he is unaverage are firstly his wealth, and secondly his absence. For you could also describe Reginald as absent from his averagely present seat at the Literature Club, as the Literature Club joins, blah, 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 as I trip on my own tongue, as the Literature Club joins together for another evening of discussion. However, we're not here to talk about that which is not here quite yet. Which among you, or who among you, arrives first? I Um, think Jared does. He doesn't have anything else happening today. Jared, please describe how you arrive and yourself in the process.
4: So Jared pulls up in a BMW Series 1. As he opens the door, a couple food wrappers fall out and are blown away by the breeze. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's wearing uh, expedition clothes, you might say. They're active wear, but Definitely heavily on the durable side of things, rather than on the fashion side. Um, he's got a backpack slung over his shoulder with a few books inside, and he's his hair is closely trimmed on the sides, a little longer on top, um, and he's he's pretty tall, pretty large individual, um, but 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 quicker rather than than muscular, and he will simply enter the hotel and head to the aforementioned meeting room in a very efficient fashion.
0: You approach the large oaken door with a stenciled and gold, and, uh, gold inlaid uh, plaque on uh, established on the outside of the door that simply reads the esoteric literature club of whitechapel
4: check the door see if it's unlocked
0: it's unlocked Walks open right it inside you open it up step inside you are the first to arrive the esoteric literature club has a long and storied history of being in whitechapel its founding members in fact were involved were rumored to have been involved in the infamous jack the ripper murders in the in the whatever hundreds that was yes it was like late 1800s yeah yes late 1880s in the late 1880s in fact one of the founding members of the club was rumored to have been jack the ripper however he vanished from london before any evidence could be acquired or any trials could be planned his portrait hangs in hangs over the fireplace of the meeting room it is, a, it, is a fair, it is a fairly expensive-looking painter's portrait of a, 18, of a late 1800s police officer in London whose eyes always seem to be following you. You take your regular seat as the second person to arrive does so. Who arrives second?
2: I think it might be Harold.
0: Please describe how you get there and what you look like as you do.
2: Um... Harold arrives in a uh, several-year-old Volkswagen Golf, uh, meticulously maintained. He circles the, the the block several times to find the best parking spot, um, waits impatiently for someone to pull out, parks, gets out of the car, checks the lights, and then goes inside. He's wearing a, uh, um, a comfortable but... Uh, but uh, again, fairly well-maintained uh, tweed suit um, and uh, an Oxford shirt um, unbuttoned just at the top button. And he has a, um, uh, uh, a, a matching tweed a hunter's cap that uh, he takes off before he enters. He has uh, um, thinning, thinning white hair on top of his head and, uh, and, and, and a full gray and white beard Um, that is, uh, a little bit absent on the, on the left side of his face. There seems to be a scar that runs down that has interfered with some of the beard growth there, but he's brushed the the hair over it. Uh, he's also wearing fairly minimal glasses. Um, and he walks in and, uh, looks around and sees Jared and, uh, looks like perhaps he's, he's waiting for someone, but, uh, nods to Jared and and then uh looks around to see if there's anything to drink, any tea or or anything on a sideboard.
0: There is a kettle freshly made on the side as there always is whenever the club meets. As you walk through the halls of the Whitechapel Hotel, you do notice that at one particular spot of the fairly average colored carpet that you're walking on there appears to be a slight mustard stain. The maid apparently has not made their rounds yet. Who arrives third?
3: Sure, I'll do that.
0: Please describe how you arrive and what you look like as you do.
3: All right, I would first like to aside, dedicate this character to all of the old ladies that I know, especially Mary and your motorcycle gang, I love you all. Anyway. <laughs>
1: yes. it's <laughs> not the game. I want to learn more about Mary. <laughs> Hang on a second. Two
4: hours I think we I found our far. first, our first of, pass
3: it along If I ever there, get a copy. There may now
0: be a motorcycle gang in London operated by octogenarians led, and led by one named Mary. Thank <laughs> yes.
3: you. Yes, I'm so excited. Yes. Anyway, Doris pulls up in uh, a black Aston Martin. Uh, not parking, listen, I'm going to get someone to valet that for me. (laughs) I don't want to do that. Uh, and she comes out in a very nice black silk dress, uh, made up. Her hair's all nice. It's like dark, dark brown, uh, graying, fairly heavily permed. Uh, she's got a hat on top, It's kind of battered looking with a nice, like, gold-plated hat pin skewered through the side and she's carrying a purple handbag. She walks up uh, and through the hotel.
0: The valet that takes your car is a young man with short-cut blonde hair, blue eyes, and a freckle on, a series of freckles on his left cheek that look kind of like a cat. He takes your keys and drives your car to park.
3: Thank you. I'll walk up to the
0: meeting room. Do so, and inside you find Harold and Jared. Harold seems to be waiting for someone with a cup of tea fresh in his hand. Jared seems to be being Jared.
3: Hello.
2: It, it's very clearly Doris that Harold was waiting for. Yes. <laughs> and he looks somewhat relieved uh, and says, ah, uh, Miss Forster Young, very glad to see that you've made it. I wasn't sure that I was in exactly the right place. And he kind of glances sideways at, at the much younger man. And
3: <laughs> oh, Doctor Costly, of course! No, that's wonderful. Did you get me tea? That's so lovely of you. Thank you. I will take his tea.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Very clearly, it was not for her. Uh, he sort of looks down. And, ah, yes. Well, uh, uh, of course. And he looks over to young man. Is there something that you'd be wanting to drink as well? He pulls out a hip flask, <laughs> takes a sip, screws the lid back on.
4: No, nah, I'm good, thanks.
2: <laughs> uh, eyes narrowed, Harold turns back to the to the tea cart and makes himself another cup.
0: <laughs> Who arrives fourth?
2: Sure. I will. Uh, I
1: think fourth probably fits. Describe
0: Coming how you forward. arrive and what you look like as you do.
1: So, so it is a <clears throat> uh, midnight blue colored uh, BMW of BMW model and make and such because fuck cars. <laughs> um, <laughs> BMW i one. Sure. Um, that sounds like a thing um
0: the most generic and, bmw you can get
1: <laughs> yes yes that would be the one yeah um uh, uh pulls up actually does find f- find his own parking um and he gets out and and Jahan is he's in his probably late 20s very early 30s uh very very Sort of a, a, a relaxed professional look about him um he is arabic descent um uh, uh sort of darker skin uh his hair has that sort of poofy swoop to it wet of of like longer hair that has been back in a ponytail all day and has just been pulled out um My hair.
4: So like this hair.
1: So uh, yeah, more or less. Yeah, 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 a little bit. Um, um he's uh, just wearing like a like a nice uh, uh, dress shirt, vest, slacks. Um, uh, he's wearing the the only he's got a um uh a bracelet on one on on, on one hand. That he that he sort of plays with a little bit and the only other piece of real like major major like jewelry affectation is um he has and it's not he's not like a huge thing but a small little uh a pentagram around his neck um and he once he's parked um just makes his way inside
0: on your way inside, you notice one of your patients that works at the hotel is on shift today at the reception desk, one Margaret Saunders. Do you, do you say anything or simply try to scoot by unnoticed?
1: Well, he's not going to – middle of the road. He, he like he doesn't, like, go up and engage in conversation because, you know, boundaries – but does, like, like you know, acknowledge and, and offer a little wave, doesn't actually say anything.
0: Margaret waves politely to you as you pass by and continues on yep. her conversation with another customer. You arrive at the meeting room and inside you see once more the familiar faces of Doris and Jared and the unfamiliar face of Harold.
1: Hello. Hi.
3: What, no, what, hey, ta- doc.
0: what time of day is it? It is, the, meet, the club meets at five in the afternoon, so it is in, getting towards the after, getting towards the evening.
2: Okay. Good afternoon.
0: And finally, the last member of the Esoteric Literature Club of Whitechapel to arrive is one America, Kansas Freedom. America, would you please describe how you arrive and what you look like when you do?
5: circling the block with impatience trying to park it is a a Ford Focus that's that's what this car is called.
0: It's a very American car. Yes, yes, <laughs>
5: yes it is. And to make it even more so, painted spray painted onto the side Stallion Grazing on a field with an American flag in the background.
0: Incredibly (laughs) distinct and tiny detail for it being on such a small canvas. Whoever did the spray painting job did masterful work.
5: Eventually, a parking spot that does not require any waiting is found. And out walks a person who who perhaps looks like a might have been. In, in the out of not the 2020s but the 1920s is dressed in, in a leather her jacket a tasseled vest a distinctively cowboy hat and, and the swagger and stature of some uh, one who expects the, who has the aura to pull off such, such a loud outfit. It walks directly
0: in. in As America walks through the as America walks through the hotel, it is very much like America passing through Britain. The very <laughs> polite and quiet and subtle British populace make a path aside for the very extremely loud Yankee. Um
5: They've subtle. got <sighs> probably slightly darker skin than Jahan. and and the sort of short, curled uh, afro that's somewhat buried under the
0: hat. And as you approach and enter the meeting room, you see once again the familiar faces of Jahan, Doris, and Jared, and the unfamiliar face of Harold.
5: Huh. Hey. Long time no see, kid. Hiya. Doing all right. You're
3: late, the meeting was supposed to start five minutes ago.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, relax, relax. A few minutes late isn't going to kill anybody.
0: Speaking of late, as this comment is made, you all notice the conspicuously unaverage absence of the conspicuously average Reginald Caldwell. In his place at the table that you all meet at is a very neatly folded newspaper and a very neatly folded letter addressed to the Esoteric Literature Club of Whitechapel.
2: Harold will open it if nobody else is already there.
3: Uh, no, I'll go for it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> Reach for it which, uh, which you, which... I'm not using my fingernail, I'm gonna pull out the hat pen and do that.
0: Which do you look at first, the letter or the newspaper?
3: Um the letter.
0: You open the le- you open the letter and in it is the immaculate and average handwriting of Reginald Caldwell. I both apologise for my absence and request your presence at the Blighton Manor just outside Fairlight, East Sussex. I've gone ahead to secure our place at the estate sale and tour of the late Sir Thomas Blyton's abode. Rumor has it he was quite a collector of rare and unique antiquities, and I thought the club might be interested. Address enclosed.
3: Oh, and an estate sale.
0: And there is indeed an address in East Sussex. Hey.
2: Harold sighs and says, "You could have told us where we... We were going to meet someone else before we went to the trouble of parking out here.
3: Oh well.
0: Doris, you know this is exactly the way Reginald behaves. He doesn't bother with modern conveniences such as phones or telephones. One is actually quite curious as to how he maintains his ridiculous level of wealth when one does not bother with such modern conveniences.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fine, he does this. It'll uh it'll be an adventure.
4: Jared will pick up the newspaper if nobody else is attending to it.
3: Yeah, probably not.
0: Between the headline headline about the continued Brexit negotiations and most recent vote of no confidence in Parliament an investigative piece on whether or not President Saki hired a pair of prostitutes to pee on a Glaswegian clown, there lies an article titled World's Oldest Man and Celebrated British Animator Sir Thomas Blyton Dead at 137 Years Old, followed by a subline, World's Oldest Woman, 143, Reacts. There is included a picture of the world's oldest woman flipping the double birds on Twitter.
4: (laughs) Blighton was the name of the estate, right? Yes. Yes. It was in the letter, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Guy was an animator, apparently.
0: Anyone who anyone who would like may make a history roll. History? A history roll. Are we rolling the, roll the blue or the green die? Roll the green die unless otherwise noted. Okay.
3: Oh, no, I'm not going to roll that.
2: <laughs> I am. I am, too. Oh,
3: I okay. mean,
1: worst I can do is fail. <laughs> I was wrong.
2: <laughs>
1: hey, guys, guess what? I'm rolling dice. Yes, I got a three, and
3: I succeed.
0: Jeremy, would you please make a sanity roll?
3: Oh, no. No. That was quick.
2: <laughs> I remember a horrifying episode. All right, I'm good. Two. It's fine. I'm good. I'm good.
0: For a moment, you distinctly recall a Thomas Blyton that animated for Walt Disney, but you're pretty certain that's a false memory and shrug it off having no recollection of who this is.
2: <laughs> Wait, your sanity Holy... is way better than mine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it, Yeah. Power skill. for power okay. tribute.
0: Uh, Harold, you are perhaps the only person here who not is not necessarily is old enough to have rem- to remember this, but watched them as a child. Uh, Sir Thomas Blyton was one of the pioneers in British animation, and though he goes uncredited in in quite a lot of the field. Uh, he is most well-known for having animated a small series about a small uh, humanoid figure whose name you cannot recall in yellow, who frequently got into fairly what would be described as Mickey Mouseian antics.
2: Uh, was it from, from what era? Did it predate or post-date Mickey Mouse?
0: It predated Mickey Mouse. Okay. Which is why oh. no one remembers it.
2: Okay. Um... Harold will snort then at the name, let's see. All you remember those when we used to go uh, to the movies, occasionally they'd put them on, occasionally one of the BBCs would put them on when they didn't have anything else to shovel up before us. The little yellow chap used to run around all over the place before he got uh, displaced by uh, that American rat all those years ago. He looks around to see if anyone is interested in this information.
3: Oh, I'm nodding along, just wrapped. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. it in.
3: Fascinating.
2: Well, not sure why uh, the Esoteric Literature Club would be interested in uh, some little yellow idiot, but uh, suppose we could go and check it out. Uh, there was some no, discussion
4: of antiquities and whatnot right
3: yeah he was uh there's an estate sale there may be all sorts of things there uh,
0: for those of you for those of you that have been that who's this is, who's meeting this is not the first of the primary the primary methodology of the esoteric literature club is to discuss esoteric literature primarily that which is found by uh your by your resident antiquarian reginald caldwell Uh, He will bring in. He will typically bring in finds of various literary significance that he finds from estate sales and museum pieces around around the world. Whenever there is one near London, he does have a habit of inviting you out to see if any of your eyes might find something his increasingly aging eyes fail to see.
3: Must be something interesting. Hmm. In any case, we'll get to see the countryside.
2: I suppose. Thought I'd had my the end of my days of antiquing. Uh, our Deirdre did love it very much. He says in tones indicating that it was not a shared interest. <laughs> oh, Jared, by the way, um, you're new. Hmm?
3: Yes. This is Harold.
2: Yeah, Right. Um uh he he sort of look at jared well i assume you're not going to be driving i could give you a lift no i'm i'm good no you're not
4: (laughs) oh the yeah that's that's electrolytes man
0: As you as you stand close and shake the hand of Jared, you catch the distinct nope. whiff and smell of Gatorade. <laughs> Even if you don't stand close, Gatorade has a fairly distinct smell.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm standing close,
0: but he's not shaking hands after that exchange. Yes, um, you do catch the distinct smell of Gatorade.
2: Ah, uh, the old runner's potion. Um, okay. So, so no smell of alcohol on Yeah, the no, no smell of alcohol. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> um, right then.
1: I don't know why that's so funny to me, but it is.
4: <laughs> drinking Gatorade out of what, a flask? What, that a 19-year-old's drinking Gatorade out of a no, flask?
1: No, oh. the phrase, the old runner's. runners <laughs> <person>. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: what Harold's thinking, although it's not ludicrous enough to say it out loud. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, should we carpool together? Uh, we'd have a chance to know new members, meet each other, spend some quality time together.
4: Uh, Doris, love you to death, controlers. but if I, I I'm not getting behind in the same wheel in the same car that you're buying the wheel of.
3: I am a fantastic driver. I have never had a crash.
2: Miss Foster Young, it'd be a pleasure if you'd drive with me.
3: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) I would be perfectly happy to carpool. Um, As long as nobody minds. It is a smoking vehicle.
2: What sort of thing do you smoke? I'll ride with you, Doc. Uh,
1: That which is legal to smoke?
0: Tobacco and weed are both legal in 2022
1: UK. Well, you didn't say
3: that.
0: (laughs) As I said, that what you think may be true.
3: (laughs) America?
5: I ain't paying the fines of staying downtown longer than necessary, ma'am, so I will be taking my own vehicle.
3: Lovely. Well, shall we get going then?
0: As the lot of you step outside into the parking lot, there is a horrendous crash and crack as the sky opens with a thunderclap and rain begins to pour.
3: Oh goodness, I forgot my umbrella in the car.
4: Oh, look, it's still the UK.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are there, um,. Are there any umbrellas that have been left around, as is often the
0: case? There is, in fact, a courtesy stand full of umbrellas, some of which seem like they may have been left at by accident, others of which you know to be umbrellas left by the hotel.
2: Harold rummages through it and pulls out one uh and hands it to deirdre and pulls out one for himself doris of course i'm You've sorry
0: already you have already confused her for your dead wife <laughs> all right we've only uh, been a live roll. we've only been live for 30 minutes i didn't even call for a sanity roll uh
2: to to miss foster young
3: thank
0: you
2: um, and uh it says well it looks like there's a good parcel of them in the air if anyone else needs one
5: I can walk in the rain. And and I've been here a while.
4: Jared just whips out a quick rain shell out of his bag, throws it over top. (laughs) I'll
1: be good. Johan grabs one. I can walk in the rain, but no, I, I rather prefer not to.
2: My grand was always fond of saying, you're not made of sugar, you won't melt, but uh, may as well save the sugar for a later date, eh?
0: And with that confusingly worded phrase... (laughs) Is this how
4: old people flirt, John? (laughs) I,
0: I, I, I
1: rather hope not.
0: The group of you repair to your various vehicles and begin to drive. It is only a modest 30-minute drive from London to get out to the location outside of Fairlight in East Sussex, with the, t- with the current time of day. And I will, as the Keeper here, asterisk out that anybody that lives in the UK, don't correct me on my times. The things you know <laughs> to be true may be false, and the things you know to be false may be true.
2: <laughs> a, little, a little Calvino, the treachery of clocks and the treachery of maps. <laughs>
0: On your 30-minute drive, Doris Foster Young is riding with Harold Costley, Jared O'Connell is riding with Jahan Ramsey, and America Kansas Freedom is leading the pack in a horse-painted carriage of Ford's making.
1: <laughs> I will say, I am well. I love, I love the vehicle, I am very sad that America did not ride up
5: on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I was that was not allowed. Why? I
2: that thought. When I was looking at the character sheet, I was like, Oh there's a ride stat on this.
0: I wonder how many points in that America will have. Why why ride on one horse when you can ride on 300?
3: Also,
5: horse saddlebags that not going to carry your entire life inside of them the way that a van a truck can. Sedans. focuses
0: are trucks, right? No, they're sedans.
5: Yeah, cool. Ford door. Sedans. Kind of like trucks.
0: <laughs> still have still have more carrying capacity than saddlebags. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Doris and Harold. Yes. How are you enjoying your drive?
3: Oh, it's lovely. I am going to comment on all of the inane things. Oh, look, there's horses. <laughs>
2: Harold is not much of a conversationalist, so he is mostly just listening and nodding appropriately.
3: And eventually she will probably... So, how do you like the meeting so far? I know the drive is unexpected, but... I... Exciting, isn't it?
2: I wasn't sure what to expect, honestly. It's... Well, they're more young folk than I thought there would be.
3: Oh, yes. But they're good people.
2: Is that, uh, he'll, he'll with, with one hand taking it off the wheel, which are normally a 10 and 2, um, gesture forward towards um, America's commercial in motion and, uh, uh, and say, Is that sort of thing a regular occurrence?
3: Uh, I mean, well, normally we don't have to see it.
0: No, oh, well, that's all right so then.
3: far. <laughs> but they are rather eccentric. It's kind of entertaining.
2: Well, the word esoteric was in the name. I'm not sure what I expected.
3: Yeah, well, it'll still, be...
2: as you said, it, it does get one out of the house.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh, you meet such interesting people. I've, I've. <laughs> I've missed this. I only joined about a year ago anyway. it's been fascinating seeing all the different people.
2: How much of your of your time would you say is spent actually discussing literature versus writing out and looking for it?
0: About, 75, um, about
3: 75%. The right amount. <laughs> Just gonna dodge that question. <laughs> Skillfully done. Yep, um, just the right amount. It's
0: and as if, as if punctuated by God Himself, the right amount is followed by a lightning strike and thunderclap.
3: Oh wow! Look, that must be a storm. Are you riding toward the storm, or are you, you are riding, riding
0: in from? the storm?
3: Beautiful. It is in it's fact nice. Uh, it's it's nice being in under a roof when there's a storm going on and i will sort of stretch and allow my hand to rest upon yours
0: (laughs) just slightly and then oh dear (laughs) feel free to make a as soon as i find the right word uh feel free to make a charm
3: Craig I'm gonna destroy your feel character. free to make
0: a <laughs> Feel free to make a charm roll
2: I just wanted to read
0: books
3: <laughs> Green one yes nope
0: Harold you are far too concerned with the raging storm outside to even notice the affections of the woman in the passenger seat
2: <laughs> I probably I think probably what happens is maybe just as you're reaching out,
0: you
3: move.
2: Yeah, he moves back to put both hands back on the wheel. <laughs> yep. Click. Always. <laughs> always hate me driving in these.
1: Harold, I feel you hard right now. Me <laughs> <laughs> IRL.
0: Speaking of, in the car behind Harold Costley's vehicle, one one Jahan Jahan? Jahan, 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 Jahan Ramsey and Jared <clears throat> O'Connell ride through the storm with the brake lights of the car in front of them dimly lighting their way
4: so I mean, like this ahead. would usually result in at least four drowned sherpas which is absolutely horrific
1: i would imagine <laughs> yeah yes because I, I, well, I mean like you haven't jack you adjust haven't,
0: your I, camera up <laughs>
4: <laughs> you have an entire indigenous culture that is literally risking their lives just so a few fat fucks can take a selfie at high altitude. Uh-huh. And yes, it's, it's, it's ridiculous.
1: I never understood that. I never understood the... I must climb a mountain to prove... Well... Fucking anything, I suppose.
4: I, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. The climb is an experience, and it's definitely fantastic. But oh, the cool. fact that you're 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 basically being carried up rather than actually going up under your it's yeah. I
1: suppose that does take some of the 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 the, the accomplishment, accomplishment out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Should you talk to crazy people all day, or what? <laughs> I like to think that Jared is actively eating while having this conversation. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Somehow has managed to fix up like a hot plate in the back seat. <laughs>
4: yeah. No, he just he just pulled he just pulled a, a styrofoam full of shawarma out of his bag. <laughs> oh god.
1: <laughs> Well, that, that's 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 not exactly the the it's not the phrase that I would use for them. Um, huh. I mean, they're they're some people who are suffering, dealing with some very very serious issues. Um, but no, most of them most of them it's not it's not what you would probably categorize as, as most of my
4: experience with psychology literally comes from television so i'm sure it's mostly kind of fucked up
1: <laughs> yes it's it's not it's definitely not the deli
0: <clears throat> meanwhile america what does it sound like in your car <laughs> <laughs> It is tuned to the
5: one FM station that plays something resembling American country. It's <laughs> slightly too far out of range, but still tuned to that station anyway. So the static is bursting in. Oh. Quite frequently.
0: Through occasional bursts of statics, you are listening to the best of imported Southern power rock ballads. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. And, awesome. And the drive continues on. After a short half an hour drive, the three vehicles pull up outside the continually weather beaten estate of the Blighton Man of the Yes, the Blighton Manor. I I did indeed name the correct place. <coughs> As you approach, you see what looks like a scene out of a gothic horror film, a three-story estate that seems like they started building with one and just couldn't stop themselves after two. Beaten and battered down by the heavy rain that is currently falling, lightning cracking in the distance, silhouetting the silhouetting the fairly darkly lit uh, home, quite frankly, like it's the cover of a horror novel. Outside, there are a variety of black black drab cars parked with people in dark gowns, almost as if they were going to the funeral itself, black umbrellas blotting out specific aspects of the countryside as they gather around and head inside this spacious manor. How do you park? America first. Yeah.
5: Well, given that I'm getting there first, I'm taking the first available spot. And if there are no available spots, the same impatience routine in from downtown occurs.
0: Make a luck roll.
4: I desperately hope that this game is punctuated by luck is only ever rolled for when you're trying to find a parking
5: spot. (laughs) Uh, Fail
0: you do indeed find a parking spot but as oh. you are rolling to it the rear tire of your car catches and mud begins to spray as you sink down to the axle in mud uh. your car is stuck that all right
5: parker right there, there. <laughs> 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 and my no, I'm just going with black cowboy hat. I don't feel the need to change into my black heck outfit.
0: As you step out into the we- into the weather, you look back behind you only to see Mr. Costley had been dro- following perhaps a bit too close and the entire front of his immaculate car is now covered in mud. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Mr. Costley, you can't see anything through a sheen of mud on your windshield. <clears throat>
2: um there there's there's just sort of inarticulate grumbling under his breath a, a, as he tries. I, I'm assuming the windshield wipers aren't doing anything.
0: Just really spreading the mud around at the moment. Okay.
2: Um, uh, he says, pardon me, and reaches around and starts digging around sort of behind the uh, the seats, under the back seats, I guess. <clears throat> So make, he's sort of cramming himself between the hole between the front two seats.
0: Make a charm um, roll for
2: me <laughs> <laughs> All right. If this succeeds, I don't, don't know what the hell is happening <laughs> Oh my God, oh my god) <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's a critical
0: success, by <laughs> This is the best ever. <laughs> Miss Doris Foster Young. Yeah. <laughs> this specimen of a man next to you is reaching behind the seat, reaching for something hidden you don't know what, but for some reason. The form, the motion, the pose makes your heart go a flutter. Yep. You are, as they might say, having the vapors. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Would well, John, you let me know the appropriate time for him to pull out the pair of green Wellingtons that he's got stashed right there.
0: Immediately! <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he just sort of says, oh, Get this sorted, you stay put, and pulls him on over his shoes. <laughs> and, and then grabs a, 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 another towel that's back there and gets out into the rain and starts wiping off the windshield.
0: And so, Doris, you are treated. Uh. To a view of a rain soaked doctor costly <laughs> cleaning the mud <laughs> off the windshield in bright green Wellingtons with a towel. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: This game ah. just took a, t- took a turn to a very different type of <laughs>
0: form. <laughs> Meanwhile, Literature
2: Club of Whitechapel. <laughs>
0: Behind yet again the mud soaked car, Jahan and Jared, you watch as Harold Costley gets out of his car and begins to clean the windshield. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Ain't compared at least why why are we all thinking of, of cool hand luke for some reason <laughs> as he pushes his damp tweed <laughs> the window,
1: uh, find another place to park right.
0: <laughs> you find you easily find in fact you find the parking spot that america had been heading towards
4: <laughs> just come at it from the other side yep yep
0: after a few moments, Harold, you get your car cleaned off and, soaking wet, climb back into the car and park it appropriately.
3: Oh my goodness. You're quite damp. <laughs> <laughs> oh one, one might say...
0: One might say... Very moist. <laughs> no, no. Damp is the
1: correct word. And the proper response would be...
2: Well, that makes two of
1: us.
2: (laughs) But instead, Harold shrugged and said, I'm sure we'll dry ourselves off just a little bit.
3: Meanwhile, now we have the view.
2: Indeed. Uh, and, and he looks sort you of. You're welcome, Jerry. Cheered, cheered by that thought, he looks out the window and then immediately sees America's car, and then immediately starts grumbling again. <laughs> uh, but then we'll we'll find a parking spot. Yep, very oh
0: easy to God. find. So with two cars parked and one car parked, <laughs> the group of you reconvene outside in the rain as the masses uh, as the masses adjourn inside. You were assured by his letter that Reginald had arrived early, so it's very likely he is within the manor.
4: Deja vu, eh, America?
0: <sighs>
4: I mean, hopefully there's no
5: corpses this time. Well, a corpse already made itself, old partner. This is an estate sale sure. after all. true, true. True. Are all the people wearing black? Are they wearing the
2: same type of black? I mean, are they wearing robes or just they're dressed like for a funeral?
0: Hang on, while I look up a thing. <laughs> Make a no, no, I mean that. Yeah, no, they are, sim- they are simply wearing all black as if a funeral. Yes.
2: Okay. All
0: right. Likely out of mourning. Sure. He was a very popular person. Sure. For the people that knew him. Fair. So the group of I you. I feel
1: like, I do feel like there's a looking between. The story here about a corpse. Oh. I, I must confess, I'm a little bit curious. <laughs>
4: Well, um, there was a hunting accident once that we were sort of tangent to, and uh, turned out it wasn't exactly an accident, and uh, we assisted with the—I mean, people got arrested, and that was because we figured out who shot
5: them.
3: Oh my. (sighs)
5: Oh, it ain't all that exciting.
4: It was, it was, it was a thing
0: last year. That's At the all. moment, fedoras everything is exciting. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. That's what
1: I meant. So good. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, this
4: time we're showing up, and the death has already been taken care of, so I'm sure we'll be fine.
0: The group of you move into the manor. The manor is laid out as one might expect a manor to be laid out. First there's a foyer, then there's a spiraling staircase up to the second floor. Interestingly, a spiraling staircase from the second floor up to the third floor, stacked on top as if they were trying to build a skyscraper in the living room. Uh... (sighs) A bur- burning fire in a... A burning fire in a hearth and several doors that lead off to the rest of the manor And at, at each visible level of the estate. There are people on every level of the... of the entryway and foyer, uh, including one average-looking Reginald Caldwell, who approaches the group of you with a, with a handful of pamphlets in grip. It is so good to see the group of feed a lot of you. I am so happy that all of you managed to make it even despite the rain. Do apologize. It wasn't supposed to rain today but <laughs> such is the weather in sunny England.
2: <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> Hey. Mr. Caldwell. I'm Howdy. Dr. Costley, pleasure to meet you.
0: Reginald! A pleasure to Hi. meet you, Dr. Costley. Please call me Reginald. Doris, lovely. He leans in, arms around you, does the whole kiss-to-cheek yep, yep. thing.
4: <laughs> ah, the French greeting.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Yes. yes, And promptly shoves <coughs> pamphlets into your hands. Now, as you may al- already know... uh. Mr. Blyton, uh, Sir Blyton, was a renowned animator and known for his collection of peculiarities. It seems that throughout the manor are scattered all manner of interesting books and figures and artwork and anything everything has apparently had a price tag attached to it so our task for today he says indicating the little pamphlet which as you open you see is simply a list of blank spaces where you can fill in things and mark your desires. We are going to go around, to find anything you think that looks interesting, and I will be bidding on it later at the end of the sale when it gets to the auction portion. There are several things that you will find marked with a capital A on the price tag which are meant for auction, meaning that's going to be their starting bid. Other things are around, are available simply for purchase. If there's anything that you like for yourself, please feel free to take it over. And he indicates to a small table near in the foyer where there are people exchanging money for objects. Please feel free to take it over there. But for the auction items, we're looking for anything that looks particularly old, <coughs> particularly interesting. Value doesn't value does not matter. Money is no object. Please do not spare any expense on the auction items, but. Or anything fascinating. Think of it as a scavenger. Uh, now Now, this manor is old, and I have been told there are several places where the floor is a bit weak, so I would recommend not going anywhere by yourselves, just in case the floor gives way. I'm going to be here talking to a few potential new clients, so feel free to meet back here once you've found as many things as you think would be interesting. We have about three hours before the auction begins. Please, take your time.
2: Awesome.
0: Do we know what the nature of his business is? Okay. You know he's the owner of the hotel, and you know he is an eccentric antiquarian. Other than that, you have no idea how he makes his money, how he keeps his money, how he spends his money. But he never seems to run out of it, and he never seems to do anything. (laughs) fair enough
3: i love
5: him <laughs> he probably does it in a very average way
0: very hmm? averagely yes probably yeah
5: definitely
1: I like- I do have to ask what is an average skin color
0: an average skin color
1: <laughs> yes what is that
0: an average skin color it's just average <laughs>
5: The so. reality of Lovecrafty in Farland. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, because we are in a Lovecraft craft.
5: Average is
0: whatever you think it
2: is. I'm starting to picture the human being from Community. Right. <laughs> the
4: Greendale human being. It's- oh, God. <laughs> um, Jared is going to sort of step off to one side a bit by himself to peruse his pamphlet and see if anybody else attaches
0: themselves
4: to his little
0: expedition
4: group.
5: Oh, yeah. Attach him to Jared. Oh, okay. Pretty much immediate.
0: There's a locking sound as America steps over. you know not certain <laughs> what made it.
4: Is, is there anything in the, the pamphlet um, that Jared particularly might notice or that might ping his radar?
0: Well, the pamphlet includes a map of the a map of the household, all three stories, and it does seem like he had an animators booth on the first floor at the back of the house where he, where according to the pamphlet he did he <laughs> actually created the original little yellow man cartoon that he's that he's known for whose name oddly no one seems to be able to remember.
4: Yeah. Um I'm going to I'm going to suggest to America that we head that way. Mm-hmm.
0: Worse for me. <clears throat> Is anyone else heading with America and Jared?
3: Oh no, Harold dear. Should we? What do you think looks interesting?
5: Well, um... Can I pick
3: up on that.
0: <laughs> mm. Make a. Make a. Psychoanalysis roll.
5: Oh, well, no, <laughs> but okay. Oh, I was going to I say, roll. can I make a spot I, hidden roll? <laughs> Failure because, you know, one out of a hundred.
0: You do not pick up on anything at all.
5: I want to roll two. Sure but... That's the insight check.
0: Yep.
1: I don't know how many times I'm going to get to roll this thing oh. that I put a lot You're
0: going to get points. to roll it a lot because that's the insight check. Go ahead, young. Okay,
3: well. <laughs> Oh, is that psycho? Oh, I should have done that one instead of psychology then.
1: I <laughs> yeah. put all. I put most of my uh, points. Actually, in. no,
3: no, it uh, would be.
0: Sorry,
5: was the it cash. would
0: be psychology. No, would it would be psychology, not psychoanalysis.
5: Okay.
0: Um. So roll psychology, not psychoanalysis. No, listen is just for hearing things. Psych- psychology is for well, analyzing failed, them. But
5: at least I could theoretically make that roll sometimes. <laughs>
1: I feel, I wanna take my psychoanalysis role instead.
0: It's fine, it's the same answer both ways.
1: I mean <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fair.
0: Uh Jahan, it seems that Doris Foster Young has come down with what you would clinically describe as <coughs> affection. <laughs> specifically Now we're Herald, talking Lovecraft. Specifically for Harold Costley. Right.
1: Oh wait up! Wait up! As I go to court.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're coming with us?
1: Yes, yes, I, I I do believe that's best.
2: Um, what what can be seen from where we I
1: are right now? Not gonna be the third wheel.
0: <laughs> uh, physically or on the pamphlet?
2: Uh, physically.
0: Physically, give me a spot hidden roll. Okay. This isn't necessarily looking for something hidden, but it's just saying if anything catches your eye in particular. Sure. sure.
3: Yeah, I'm looking on the pamphlet to see if anything looks interesting. Also, just probably just glancing at the pamphlet, I to mean,
1: be honest. That is the appropriate thing for the older people to do. Let's look at the, let's look yeah. at the literature. Man, you don't
0: even know how
2: excited I was that there was a newspaper earlier.
0: Doris, for you, there is a library on the second floor that's particularly attractive. Any sort of esoteric literature would likely be kept in an esoteric literature place, like a library. Okay. Harold, looking up, looking sort of around and up, you notice the third floor seems to be the least frequented of the floors. You're not certain if simply the clientele of the estate sale are too tired to climb all that many stairs. Looking around, you do notice many of them are older. But it does seem that the third story might might be a trove of as-yet-unearthed antiquity.
2: Um... Herod, will will look over to, to Doris and say, um, well, it looks like some of, the, uh, some of the things down here might have already been picked over, but it uh, doesn't appear too many people have made it all the way upstairs. Um, what do you say we go up and, uh, and take a glance around at, uh, at, at
0: Fresher wares?
3: Oh, um, what, what floor is the library
0: on? The second floor, though there is access to it from the third floor. It is possible that it extends all the way to the third floor.
3: Yes, the third floor sounds lovely. Let's let's go up.
0: Fantastic. Much
3: quieter up there. Be by ourselves.
4: Private, intimate. You might. (laughs) Well, we're gonna go down.
0: Uh, I would like Harold and Doris to give me a climb check, please. Oh boy! Are you kidding?
5: There Unde- we go. that <laughs> they said, this is a place that might fall apart. I went with the actual mountain climber.
3: Hey, success. Nope. <laughs>
0: As you are climbing the stairs, they do not give way. However, Harold, as you reach the top, you think perhaps you might have underestimated your own stamina. As you get to the third floor and feel a bit of a wheeze coming on, Doris, you're perfectly fine, almost as if you've been energized recently by some particular event. Yep.
2: I actually, I forgot that that Harold has a cane. So actually, that kind of makes sense. (laughs) So he's leaning heavily on that cane now.
0: Recall that not all roles in Call of Cthulhu, A, matter, or B, are important. (laughs) The objective is to make you roll to make you think it's important.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we're headed towards a animator's studio.
0: Very well. Jared, America, and Jahan. As you exit out through the first floor, you see that the crowds do tend to separate out into particular clumps. As they move around, picking up discarded knick-knacks here and there, one person found a spinning wheel, and you're not certain where it came from. As you continue through, you find yourselves passing through a variety of sitting rooms, bedrooms, offices, dining rooms, kitchen. All of this seems to be on the first floor until you reach a fairly secluded study in the back of the house. It has what would be best described as a bay window at the back of the room, where you can see. The estate sits on a cliff overlooking the water below, as Fairlight itself exists on the coast of England. The storm is raging outside, waves waves rising with the tides before your very eyes, ships being tossed and turned, but in Inside, the house is fairly calm and quiet, the occasional rumble of thunder or shuffling of feet aside. The room you found yourselves in is primarily a study with a view of the sea. There are desks, chairs, and one particular bookcase filled with all manner of animator's journal and notebook. All things are priced, only a few of them for auction.
4: Um. And this is fair light, so it's it's overlooking the channel, right? Yes. Okay. Mm.
5: <clears throat> in, okay. S- I'm going to snicket reference here.
1: <laughs> um, place to start as any.
5: Well, might be good to start with the auction items because that's what uh, Mister Original. It's most interested in, but but we can pick it all over. Absolutely.
0: Feel free to make me spot hidden rolls, all three of you.
5: Oh, good. I'm- I see the flaw of having min my it. character for being a cowboy. <laughs> nope.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not all roles matter. All three of you begin looking around. You find that there are a variety of interesting books on the shelf, a couple of which are up for auction. One in particular has a fairly odd texture to the cover. You pull it out and look at it and there is a hand sign on the cover of the book, simply held up like so with the index and middle fingers, index, middle and pinky fingers out straight, ring finger bent and thumb extended. This sign on the outside of the book seems odd to you, and Jahan, you in particular are the one that picked it up. Would you make a sanity roll, please?
1: I will, um, could I, once, well, I'll ask once I do that, um, yep, I'm good, um, would an occult roll be?
0: Certainly. Meanwhile, Jared, you've found one of the animating desks in the study. It seems there are a series of there's a sheaf of papers that seem to be a series of films, the original the original thin bits of thin bits of uh material that the uh, that the artist would transpose their animations onto. And this particular one seems to be a simple walk cycle for the creature in yellow. And Scratched out on the, scratched out on the sheets are a series of names, as if somebody was trying to come up with an appropriate name. They are all scratched out, however. Harry, Raster, Charles, Edward, and Louis are all scratched out on the vellum itself. <clears throat> with an extreme success on an occult roll, Johann, you recognize the symbol. It is said to be what is referred to as the Elder Sign, though you're not certain what it actually means. It's also called the Vorish Sign or the Sign of Power. It is, a well, it is a well-theorized aspect of occultism that people would think that this is a sign of magic or a sign of power. The more superstitious among us might hold it out as a ward against evil.
1: Well, you just described Jahan's version of catnip, so (laughs) we'll start flipping through that shit.
0: As you flip through it, America, you find a series of antiquated stencils and drawing and animation utensils. They seem odd to your touch, but that's mostly because you yourself are not an animator, though these pencils do seem well-kept. For items that are so old, they must have been very well cared for, and are indeed up for auction with a little with a little placard marking them as Sir Thomas Blyton's animation tools. Um, in my little down in
5: my pamphlet book thing that has an auction part.
0: Yes, you can write those down. Cool. <laughs>
4: the uh, the animation cells that I've come across it's the the yellow figure yes does it have any resemblance whatsoever to the other yellow figure with which I am acquainted
0: make a sanity roll
4: awesome <laughs> uh, I assume that's the green dye in the sanity box towards the top yes That gave me an error.
0: Hang on. A second. Look at the sanity box. On the left. hmm The green die. Or the sanity box on the right, the green die on the left. Right. Do you Am have I supposed s- to have any values in there? Yes, the middle one should be equal to your power. Oh, okay. That's why. That's probably why. You don't have a sanity code at the moment. Nope.
4: Damn it. I'm just going to roll a d100. 67, which is higher than my 50. (laughs) So that's a failure, I presume. Roll 1d2. Oh, okay.
1: Wait! We have our first sanity loss.
0: Two. Your sanity is reduced by two. Okay. That's that current value store, the one in the middle. As you look at it, there weren't any similarities before you started thinking about it. But as you start to think about it, it's as if your memory is different and you've suddenly become aware of a new one. Yes the figure that you have come across does in some strange way resemble this animation
4: And are these animation sales, cells up for sale or for auction They
0: are for auction
4: Yep writing that shit down <laughs>
0: Jahan, the book you have is not for auction. It is indeed simply for sale. As you peruse it, you find all manner of writings. I need you to make another sanity roll. Okay. Really? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> It's a good thing your, your normal value is 90, because that might have been a, a, a fumble if it hadn't been.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: As you read through it, you find yourself absorbed in the writings. I need you to roll me a 1d4. Alright,
1: that's not terrible.
0: Your sanity score is reduced by 2. As you read through it, it seems that Sir Thomas Blyton had been studying the occult, and in fact seemed to keep a a journal on correspondence with figures that he does not describe. Instead, he refers to them by letters A, B, C, Y. It seems that Y had been commissioning a painting... Uh, of a particular figure from a play that he had seen. He doesn't describe the play, he doesn't describe the figure, but he uses vague terminology, indicating that the portrait had been complete and that it was a masterpiece. But does not indicate that it was ever delivered to the recipient. Interesting. Interesting. And as you read further, you notice something odd about the texture of the paper. In fact, it feels similar to the texture of the rocks around, of the bracelet around your wrist. The metallic stone. Or the, sorry, magnetic stones. Okay. Now oh, I'm going to be buying this. Make me an idea roll.
1: An idea role?
0: Yes, that's going to be your just your intelligence.
1: Okay, I was going to say, um...
0: you're curious Wait what on. you're curious what might happen if you were to shine a black light on this page.
1: I will certainly find out when I get a black light. <laughs> is
2: there is there a number three
0: inside the hand on the cover? <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gravity Falls on the third floor, Doris and Harold, you have found yourself in a rather dusty room filled with all manner of statuesque antiquities, all of which have been priced, though the price seems to be below the dust. Curious, that is, as if these had been priced out Long before the estate sale was planned, though that thought leaves your mind quickly as you look around, all manner of interesting statue and artifacts are to be found here. Is there anything that particularly grabs your attention? Roll me a spot hidden roll.
3: Okay <sighs> Nope. Uh
2: yes.
0: Doris, you find yourself attracted to a circle of rocks in the shape of Stonehenge that are priced for auction, and you approach and begin investigating. They are simply rocks, but still. Harold, you find yourself drawn to a bookshelf. An interesting bookshelf, a fascinating bookshelf. One filled with books, none of which have names on the spine. Um I
2: will select one at random and open it up to take a look inside.
0: As you select the book and pull, you hear a clicking sound.
2: Yes. Oh yes.
1: And they were never seen again. Alright, two new that Here we
0: go. Literally every book on this shelf is the correct book letter. I, I need you to make a dodge roll.
2: Oh no, that's not good. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's not how Harold do. <laughs> Hey! Oh my god. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dodger of bookcases. With the with, of women.
0: with the agility hitherto forgotten since your younger days you leap to the side as you feel the floor give way. It seems that book in particular had been attached to a trap door that opened up underneath your feet. Looking down you see a hole in the floor leading to darkness.
2: Miss Foster-Young, I think we found some literature more to uh, our, uh, our club president's liking.
3: Yes! Let's go down.
2: Um, I will pull out the small flashlight that I keep in my coat to read menus, because I am old, um, <laughs> and shine it down into the, into the hole in the floor.
0: It seems that this trapdoor leads to a slide, not a simple fall, that would take you somewhere... Unknown.
3: How big oh. of a slide? <laughs> <Do> <laughs> big
0: enough. It, big enough it, for Harold, and thus certainly big enough for you.
3: Okay, but one person at a time.
0: One person at a time. Yes. Unless you got.
3: There's no chance of going on laps.
0: Say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You
1: got I got mean, real, real close, maybe.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure every player in this game is now in on this ship.
2: <laughs> um, Making horrible jokes. <laughs> Harold will so will we'll just kind of stare at the slide and say, well, I'm trying to picture why that sort of thing would be installed in an animator's house. What do you think?"
3: I'm sure it, it clearly must lead to some secret stash of books or at least something. I think we should go down.
2: Harold, just sort of out of curiosity, <laughs> will reach over and try to pull another book off the shelf and see if anything opens up.
0: It doesn't move. It seems all the books on the shelf are fake. Save the one you pulled.
2: Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get slowly down uh, and, and, and see how far down the
0: slide I can see. You cannot see to the end of the slide.
3: Oh, come on, Harold. I just saw a, a model of Stonehenge. The sky had all sorts of, of interesting things. Maybe down there, there will be some sort of explanation. You know, they say there used to be all sorts of rituals that happened around those circles.
2: Right, maybe there's some sort of bed of spikes at the bottom. Um, I'll I'll fish around in in my pocket and pull out a coin.
3: You've been reading too many horror novels.
2: <laughs> um, and toss it, toss it down the slide, and listen.
3: Tink, tink, shh.
2: And then just silence. Yes.
3: Just silence.
0: Okay. Jared, make a listen roll. Yes! Something that I'm marginally functional at, I think. Eh, ish. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm America. Make a listen roll.
1: <laughs> I feel like this is going to make its way through.
3: Yeah. Hey.
0: Jahan, make a listen roll. Okay. Uh, my best. Skill. <laughs>
3: nope.
1: Not even a little.
0: America, you hear the indistinguishable sound of money <laughs> as a coin, tink, tink, hits somewhere you cannot see, but you hear it.
5: Oh, that a weird that's a little weird. Huh? Someone drop a penny? Or, like, metaphorically? Sorry. Come again. Hmm. Hear that coin?
1: I don't. I didn't. Did we hear any of this up nah. the slide? No.
3: Nah. Weird. It wasn't
1: me. I don't tend to keep coins out.
5: I'm looking around seeing if any of the antiques seem to have parts that could have fallen off. Give, made me, that a, sound.
0: give me a spot hidden roll. Cool. Meanwhile, up top. Harold oh come on
3: Harold oh this is why you joined this club isn't it to find esoteric things
2: <laughs> again like I said my goal was to get out of the house but uh,
3: and so suppo- you
2: are I suppose you're right um, and and Harold sopping wet still <laughs> wearing his green wellies will... Um, ease himself down onto the slide.
0: As you put your full weight onto the slide, it is as if it has been lubricated by some unseen force. You feel your weight pulling away as you let go and slide into darkness. Doris, there is a fate "Ah!" from Harold, (laughs) involuntary as he does so.
3: I will... Oh, she's terrible. Pause. Wait to make sure
0: there's no scream. (laughs) Harold, do you scream when you fly through a tunnel in the dark?
2: I think it's more sort of an extended grumble. Um, <laughs> um, there's probably anyone hearing it. Do probably...
0: <laughs> you get a
5: listen he... roll for that?
0: Yes, you can. <laughs> yes.
5: I also got a
0: spot hidden. You got an extreme success. Yes, I saw. Yes. I'll get back to that momentarily. But yeah. <laughs>
3: And the other thing I will do, since I'm up here alone, you right, there's no one else up on this no floor. There is no one up
0: on this floor.
3: Is there anything small and pocketable?
0: Make a spot hidden roll. Okay. Oh. Stonehenge. Stonehenge.
1: Oh my god.
3: Nope.
0: The smallest thing that you can see are the individual bricks of Stonehenge.
3: How big are the bricks?
0: Roughly car, roughly cell phone sized.
3: Okay. I mean, I never technically bought my weapon, so yes, I will
1: oh my god put
3: it in the purse
0: you very quickly open your purse and just one arm slide Stonehenge into the purse before <laughs> closing it
5: at this point we've played it, with Mara for years no no I understand I'm just
1: are you seriously stealing the tiny <laughs> um, mystical location recreation from the dead man in his creepy ass yes
3: uh huh <laughs> Listen. Good for
1: you! <laughs> Live the genre!
3: <laughs> and then I will since Wait, I didn't hear terrible, shirt, by the way, Slide
1: Live down. Genre. Live the
0: genre? Doris, yes. Do you do you situate your purse in such a way as it will keep your skirts down as you slide? Yes. Very ladylike. And you <laughs> too. What sound do you make as you travel? as you hurtle through the darkness on this slide?
3: Just silence.
0: <laughs> America you noticed something that could have indeed have had something fall off of it, though you don't see the thing that fell off of it. There seems to be a, can- a candlestick in the wall next to one of the bookcases, jutting out at a particularly raucous angle. It does indeed seem to have a piece of it missing, a small metal knob that would be on one side of it, but that piece you cannot see. That candlestick, however, does attract your attention, and as you walk over to it, you and Jahan both hear the unmistakable sound of someone grumbling at high speeds down a slide
5: Well ain't that peculiar <laughs> you hear it now I, yeah I heard it i say is is
1: is that not our our new our, our new member
0: and as you voice as you voice that as you voice that notion, Harold, your flashlight held down before you as your grumbling increases in intensity, spots an open end to the slide which which forces you down and you land in a pile of books quite hard. It hurts in fact. <laughs> take one D four points of damage.
2: Oh, that's not good. Uh oh. I'm
0: gonna find out James how to do just... You? Do I just roll a d4? Roll a d4, yes. Okay. Track that from your hit points. I got Oof. a four. Wham! Oof. You hit the ground particularly hard. What's your hit point total? 14. 14? Jesus You hit Christ. the ground particularly wow. hard as you slam into a pile of unforgiving leather and paper. My hip! Moments later, Doris lands on top of you, taking no damage for your bulk, having saved her valiantly from the books. Jared, yeah, I, can, America, and Johan, you hear the sound of funk. Uh, my my hip. Funk. Can can I try to catch her?
5: Middle with that. You did.
2: No, but I mean, I mean, I mean, other than it was
0: catching, no
2: catching. You... I I think I think as described, I caught her as a. Beanbag catches an exuberant <laughs> toddler. I would like to see if I could actually catch her in my arms.
0: Certainly, give me a live the genre. <laughs> give me a luck roll. All
1: oh. right, we need that on a shirt. Yep, we do.
0: Okay, how do I do that? Uh, it's the the green toggle next to luck. I don't have anything written under luck. Is that okay? Uh, You should have rolled for your luck.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh,
5: I should have rolled?
0: It's one of the values you should have rolled for. a
5: discussion about how to roll for luck because I was
0: stupid. It was a, it
1: was six plus six
0: times five, or times, yeah, 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 times times five. five. Yeah, times five. 2d6 plus
2: six times five. Hold on a second. I think I I I did roll that. I just didn't transfer it in, but I'm just going to do it. Um, You said it's 2d6.
0: Yeah, 2d6 plus six times five.
2: Okay, so nine plus six times five. Okay.
3: Fifteen times five.
2: Seventy-five. All right, so seventy-five. Seventy
3: five
0: and luck and roll that.
2: That's 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 damn good. That's Mm -hmm. pretty pretty damn. That's probably way better than I rolled the first time. Can I keep that?
0: Sure. Success! You succeed. You manage to spin around on your injured hip. Arms spread as Doris comes crotch first into your face. <laughs> you attempt <laughs> <laughs> The problem with catching, you suddenly realize, is that she's not coming at you horizontally. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So, dresses in your face as Doris lands on your chest, the two of you falling into a tangled heap atop the books. But still, your arms are outstretched and you can roughly manage to shift her around into a Princess Carrie, America.
4: I feel like Doris notably weighs a few stones more now than she did last time
5: you I saw her. At least say, one
2: stone more.
5: I want to point out that this purse was angled to keep skirts down. As someone who has angled purses to yes. keep skirts down on slides,
0: yes. Did I, if that I just, that's, I just he he got a of
5: out. That would that
0: that would have smacked Harold in the face had he not succeeded on his luck roll.
5: <laughs> okay. The very heavy person. I'm going to fiddle with that Uh, candlestick. Thank you, Jack.
0: Roll me a luck roll.
5: I have that that Um, fail.
0: Um, You begin fiddle with the can you begin to fiddle with the candlestick. No Me- yeah. Meanwhile, Harold and Doris.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh uh,
2: Miss Foster Young, are you all right? That was a a bit a, a bit rougher of a landing than I'd expected.
0: All three of the others of you can hear this through the wall, muffled. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I go up g- gently. Okay.
4: Actually, b- before, before, like, as you go to knock, there's a, just a hand on your wrist, <laughs> and Jared going,
3: "That's all right, I like it rough." <laughs>
4: and then Jared goes, "Just see, see what I mean." <laughs> this is why you don't let them know.
1: But and at that <laughs> point. <laughs>
0: So, right after, it's all Hello. right. I like it rough. <laughs>
1: are you, Are you both all right in there? Uh, yes. Oh,
2: um, is uh, uh, that um, John? No, uh, uh, John. Um, yes. Yeah, so we uh, seem to have found a shortcut down from the third floor. Where are we? Not the third floor. That's six.
1: I got that, that
2: part. part. <laughs> well, yeah, it's that. But... Can, what do we see on our side other than the pile of books? At
0: the moment, a pile of books in an empty bookshelf with one singular book still on it. Um, What's the book? It has no name on the spine.
3: <laughs> it's a book.
2: I, I have a feeling that might be the way out of here. Uh, but uh, maybe step to the side as we pull it, shall we? All right, um, I will
3: step to the side so as to get a nice view.
2: And and um, Harold will step to the other side, trying to leave the a space underneath that would have been the same size as the trapdoor upstairs, uh, unoccupied, and we'll, we'll pull that book.
0: As you pull the book, America, you notice the bookshelf next to you. One of the books on it suddenly springs out as if attached to a spring while you're fiddling with the candlestick. And as it does, the bookshelf slides away, revealing a door into a room that was previously hidden.
4: Oh, wicked. Howdy.
0: And as the group of you collectively reunite outside the shambled, crushed, uh, filled with disarrayed books, secret room... Jared, you look around and peer inside just to see what else. And in the faint light of Harold Costley's flashlight, glowing, glowing, you know, enough to fill a small space, as small spaces Mm -hmm, often do mm -hmm. when you put a flashlight in them, you see a painting on the wall. This painting appears to be of a robed figure. No visible features other than a golden robe flowing around their form. And as you look at it, I need you to make a sanity roll. And that will be the end of this session. Say goodbye, everybody.
4: Bye! I failed. Bye!
0: Goodbye. (laughs)